When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. So Steve, did Ava Gardner and Howard Hughes have a good relationship? Well, they did until he dislocated her jaw. What? Well, don't worry. She hit him back with an ashtray. From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. to the Film Vault. That's Anderson. I'm Brian Bushman, host for today. Oh, we've got to bring you a couple listener-assigned films. This is the best time of year. We get to catch up on these listener-assigned films, uh, find uh, films from the past that we didn't know about, uh, and uh, flip past them, bring them to you, as well as one I've been sitting on for a while, and uh, hopefully Walt will enjoy as much as I did. Anderson, how the hell are you? I'm great, dude. How are you? Never better. Never better? Why, Brian? Why are you so good? I'm, I'm top of the world. I'm uh, I'm all right. I'm good. I am okay. I got a lot of stuff I'm going on. A lot I'm of stuff. I'm tired. Going. I'm really tired. Are you? I'm very tired. That's not. That's no way to open a show, Brian. I don't care what the well, show you is. You pressed me. <laughs> I, I I initially said I was the top of the if world. You're my guest, and I'm and you're trying like, to. You're like that uh, can't be true. To 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 sell people uh, sleeping pills, and uh, that was still would not be great for my guest to be like open with that, the fact that he's tired. Speaking of which, there might be a sleeping pill in my future. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I don't know if that's sniff worthy. Oh, you're gonna take. You're bragging about taking a sleeping pill later tonight. Might, might be uh, ambient night. Do you need to? I mean, if you're so tired. You know what? I need to sleep through the night. That's the issue. I can fall asleep easily. I'm very What's your tired. Problem? What's your problem? Why are you so? Why I don't are you so know. Happy? I really don't know. I woke up. I didn't wake up. I never fell asleep till damn near five in the morning. Mm. Five in the morning. Mm. I was awake all night. Awful. Torturous. Is it one of those things where you were laying? There so long you got sore. I hate yeah, that. Yeah, that and my mind started racing, which is the anti what you want. And so I'm thinking of all sorts of different things. Mind bouncing all the around. movies you're not going to see. Yeah, exactly. And I started thinking about Michael <laughs> Jackson and like him not being able to sleep and the doctor injecting with like propofol. And having just had propofol for my surgery, I'm like, this shit really works. Mm-hmm. I told I don't that know if to, I'd uh, use it for recreational sleep. I just have no headphones. Today. I told that to an anesthesiologist. When I got my wisdom teeth out, as I was coming to, I told him, uh, I t- great job. I totally see why Michael Jackson did that Dude, every night. Dude, works. <laughs> did he, did he works laugh? Fast. I don't know. I was so out of it. Mm. I literally clapped the doctor on the back. You give it out of boy. Brian doesn't want to uh, talk, talk about the real issue, and I feel bad, and, I, and I'm to blame, and I, I thank you for letting me off the hook here, but last night, Brian and I watched a particular movie with our uh, audience. Yeah, that could be it. And uh, I have a feeling that that might have something to do with Brian. Why Brian? Could I can be. tell you, if I was in your place and I watched Malignant, I think I might have a really hard time falling asleep. It's funny, I never thought about it consciously, but it might have might have uh, stimulated Seep something in. back here. Maybe Gabriel was Gabriel doing all was the there. thinking for you. And He's talking through my life. Gabriello, let's be honest, you got a, you got a female tumor in there. You know what I hear about a lot is Gabrielle. Time to cut out the cancer. Yeah. 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 Hey, uh, let's get right to it. Uh, Loaded for Bear coming along. It's, it's, that's why I can't sleep. I literally like was, yeah, totally. Uh, I I got out of bed last night and tinkered with the script two different times. Like I'm, I'm in it. I am completely in it now. Let me me interject with a a funny coincidence. I was going to tell you in person. I'm glad we're doing this now. And I remembered. So I went to the dentist uh, last week, or yeah, last week, last Thursday, or whatever it was. And the, the dentist now is like high tech. They have the screen, they have the Netflix. You can watch something while they do whatever they do. And uh, I'm like, put on. I'm just looking at the screen. I'm like, uh, Seinfeld, and I picked uh, episode five. No, season five, episode four. It's a long story to get to the fact that you saw John Capel. Yes, the sniffing accountant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I saw the episode. What are the chances? I actually said, whoa. Huh, huh. 
because well, well, you were in the dentist That's chair. Right. Yeah, so John Kapalos, as Brian mentioned, and uh, Keith Coogan and Eddie Levy. Here's the best part. I'm going to talk more about that on Load of a Bear, which I literally have not had a chance to record uh, yet. I'll probably do that later tonight or tomorrow. But uh, my favorite part of this whole process so far, it's still early on. You know, we've been shooting the documentary uh, on this uh, group for the last four months now. Uh, and then a lot has gone into the short film that kind of popped up because of the, the strike that was going on. We realized that we could offer work because shorts are not part of the strike. So uh, we we jumped on that and now that's all happening. As you know, October 20th, we're gonna be doing the big shoot. There's gonna be like 28 people on camera that day. I think about 23 of them are gonna have speaking lines. It's like, there's a lot going on in one day. It's uh, yeah, one quite day the endeavor. Cramming it in. I'm gonna have uh, two separate crews going for the documentary side of things. Mm -hmm. Like it's gonna be like, I'm gonna Jesus. be like a ringleader that day. Yeah, I better get some sleep the night before. How much coffee are you having for that? I know. It's, it's, we, you know, we start shooting at seven or we, we show up and call time seven. We end around 10 and, uh, where's the location? I might need some help. Hey, if you if, if anybody would like to uh, help out and be, uh, help me out with a uh, PA and, uh, that, that's a couple of positions. I'm like, I don't even know where to find PAs at this point. You know, yeah. I got all the other positions pretty much filled, but I, I'm looking for a PA. So the helpers, uh, what was I saying? Oh, my favorite part so far has been going on the last like four or five days because it's a bunch of the born to act players uh, I have parts for and I want to be a, sure. or in front of the camera or like have them help out and, and learn some stuff behind the camera and pay them for their time. And I'm calling the parents one by one because I don't do the email thing. And, I'm you know, I, I know some of the parents. I know all their kids really well. And it's it's been so fun hearing the reaction yeah uh which is just they you know they're up. so excited and happy to like you know get a chance because they work so hard at, at the uh acting classes that they do every week and going and learning stage direction and whatnot but uh, very few of them some of them have uh, had a lot of like you know in front of the camera sure. experiences but a lot of them have not and this is going to be like a whole new experience for them and uh just hearing the parents light up is it's it's been worth all of the hard work so That's far great. even if the thing becomes a, a complete and total abomination by the end and like let's say uh I fail miserably. and There's uh, a non-zero chance. No one will be happier than Brian. Brian right. would be pretty pleased, yeah. But just giving them this experience, giving these guys that work so hard at their, their craft and uh, their craft and giving them an opportunity mm. to, you know, go through makeup and hair and all that stuff. It's it's so much fun. Mm. So, so far, Where is the location? it's been 100%. Uh, it's, a, it's in North Hollywood. Uh, it's been 100% um, positive. Uh, very, the people have been very, very excited and uh, thrilled. And the wor worst part, though, is I, I can't invite everyone because we've got like over 70 active yeah. actors in this in this program and I can't bring everybody down. So that's the worst part. But hopefully if we get to do the feature, I can invite even more down and yeah. to be a part of it. So that's been really fun. And uh, all right, let's let's get to... Exciting. Where do people go for more info? Loadedforbeardoc.com, D-O-C, Loadedforbeardoc. And if you've been thinking about giving, it's 501c3. Uh, you can write it off at the end of the year. We definitely need funds so that I can pay everybody because uh, right now I'm not fully funded for the short and the short is like three weeks away as you hear this, mm. which uh, stresses me out. Nothing like kind of close. Stresses me out a little bit, but yeah, <laughs> I, the, the clock was ticking. We didn't really have a chance to uh, get all our ducks in a row and, and wait. We had to strike while the iron was hot. So Understood. I'll figure it out. Um, but yeah, if you would like to give or have your uh, company match, that would be huge. If you've been thinking about doing it, I'm going to do a big push. I got to put together some video. Sure. We haven't really even shown much of the video that Mike and I have shot so far. I would so love to see some. We're going to have Jillian going to PA. Uh, Jillian will not PA. Oh, no, she'll be watching right. child that day. She'll Take be watching Atticus. Atticus is really upset that he's not in the film. I'm like, no, I'm not writing you apart. <laughs> what are you, Stanley? <laughs> You're not my dog. I always run apart for Stanley, but right. Atticus does not get a, uh, not get a part. No. All right, cool. No free lunches here. No free lunches. <laughs> No right. Nepo babies today. And I'll, I'll talk about real estate a little later in the program. Oh, I'm out there. I'm doing it, Brian. Yo. It's great. Yeah, yeah. I'm showing our place just today. I'm really? on the phone all the time. Yeah, Making I am. Deals? Dude, I got two phones going. And I oh. am. You're either a successful wheeler and dealer or you're a drug dealer. Yeah, it's one or the other, right? A lot of pacing. I'm getting my steps in. And uh, yeah, it's 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 a rush. I love it. Like I'm talking about the movie. I want, like when the movie goes away, I'm like, ah, just houses now. Huh. You know what I mean? But it's like, it's two jobs at one. But I mean easy it's fun it's it's I, I wish i had a few more hours in the day but absolutely fun it's it's so much it, just meeting families that like need a, i was with a guy today he's a he's a marine and he's looking for a house for his uh, parents his elderly parents yeah so i'm finding like places that work for his budget for his elderly parents and took him showed him a place today i didn't love it and i was telling him what wasn't great about it i love that kind of thing well, it's so much fun how are you going to celebrate that first uh, sale uh, I have a bottle of wine that I have had for quite some that I got from my real estate agent yeah. way back in the day, and I've been waiting for a special occasion. So, like nice. when I when I get my first listing or uh, sell that first property, yeah, 
I will probably drink that. I have a special beer uh, by that, that Better Brian gave me that I'm going to drink after the, first, the, the short film is done. Brian. We, we know. Oh, Better Brian McCauley. Mm. That's his name. That's right. It's his full name. That's his full name. <laughs> I didn't realize that. It's his Christian name. Listener Better Brian McCauley uh, sends beer. It's been a while, Brian. What's up, man? All right. Hey, let's hear what the listeners have been. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, that was a jarring transition, but yes, we should talk some movies. <laughs> Sorry. I got a little segment we call Fan Fliction. Let's hear what the fans of the show have seen. Fan Fliction compiled by the Mitch Burns. Creative Deviance on Instagram. Bottoms was completely oversold by the boys. Oh, this is Rand Courtney. I'm outing you right now, Rand Courtney. What's the matter with you? Maybe I am soulless, but oh. I didn't think this was funny at all. Oh. Very annoying, actually. I was about to meet you there, Rand, but uh, unfortunately, it was oversold, but I still found it delightful. I really can't stand when a movie tries very hard to be funny. On the other hand, I watched No One Will Save You, and it was one of my favorite movies of the year so far, especially because I was able to tell the whole narrative without any dialogue. Mm. Mm, that's not true. Speaking of trying that's not really, true at all, Rand. Speaking of trying really hard to be funny, we got a listener assignment coming up. We have a listener assignment coming up? Yeah, we do. Trying to be, oh, we're going to talk about it on today's show. That's right. I thought you meant next week. No, we, no. Uh, okay. It's like fashion. All right, yeah. All right. Cody Horton. We got a couple. So I don't know which Indeed. one you're talking about. One doesn't try hard to be funny at all. No, it doesn't. <laughs> doesn't try even once to be funny. To cure. It uh, makes no effort. That, no movie, humor. that movie Cure does not try at all. I'm going to let you know. It'll cure you of laughter and mirth. <laughs> <laughs> Cody Horton on Facebook. No one will save you. Mm. Alien sci-fi wrapped in a story about grief and the need to move on from our greatest mistakes. If it sounds weird, it really is. Mm. But it's also pretty damn special at times. No one will save you FVT score with six reviews. Do we want to guess? Probably six for six. Yeah. I'm going 100, yeah. Hundo. There you go. I didn't get to vote. Did you see it? Yeah. Oh. I don't know if it'd be 100. Hmm? That I can tell you. You would give it a below average review. That I can tell wow. you. Right. No, I, I was deeply disappointed by this movie. But more on that later. <laughs> I have good reasons. <laughs> really, really randed that one. Yeah, Under the Quinfluence on Instagram. <laughs> it Lives Inside was solid. A bit generic, but enjoyable. Well-directed, well-shot, and well-acted slice of horror. Nothing mind-blowing here, but a good, solid watch for horror fans. Dave likes movies on Instagram. I saw The Expandables 4 or Expend 4 Bless. Do you have an old father who was begging you to take him <laughs> and he can't drive? I mean, these are the only reasons why he would see this. Expend 4 Bulls. Really <laughs> generic with a dumb, cliched plot. That's they, what I'm talking about. <laughs> they didn't have to give us something on the level of John Wick, but if they were going to phone it in this much, they should have never bothered reviving a franchise all these years later. The second Expendables is still the best overall. I love that you know that. The bar is low. While Mel Gibson is in Expendables 3 is the best villain of the series. Wow, Dave's a fan. All right. He's, he's must have been a, I've only seen the first one. This must know, have been a pile of shit then. You know the feeling you have right now about Dave? Yes. This is how I feel, and probably Brian does too, when you're talking about Fast, Fast and, and Furious. Furious. Yeah. Oh, We're like, good. wow, you really, really loved it. Brian this. enjoyed it. He's he making it. jokes. He was I have enjoyed Momoa. some of the Fast and Fury. You love Fast. Momoa. No, I did not love the wall. No, you know Momoa. Oh, Momoa, yeah, he was enjoyable. You love Momoa. He was he good. He was good. Christina uh, W on Stereo. Facebook. Barbie, the IMAX experience, a total money grab, but I'm here for it. <laughs> the battle sequence was amazing, and the post-credit bonus footage was so cool. Ken slash Ryan had a couple of deleted scenes, alternate takes that made me laugh out loud. Uh I hope they do bottoms in uh, IMAX because uh, I'll, I'll give them my money for that money grab. Glorious. Finally, Bruce Perky on Facebook. Rebel 2023 is amazing. Probably won't come out uh, to a theater near you. No one will see it, and that's a shame. <laughs> yeah. I have a link, or I should have a link for Rebel, and I've been told that I must watch this. I have, I've kind of put the brakes on it a little bit because it is not accessible for our audience, and I know that's frustrating, but you know what? It's I'm gonna, Rebel? Rebel. But there's, it's Rebel with, uh, there's no without a cause. All right. All right. It's so just it's just a, it's just rebel. Yeah, uh, I will be watching this. Maybe I'll try and make that a point to see this uh, before next week. Let's see it. Yeah, because the creator is coming out next week, right? And I feel like That's I've right. already seen that that movie four or five times. And the Paw Patrol movie. I mean, he's not kidding when he says and the Paw Patrol movie. Like he's a Chase fan. <clears throat> he digs Chase. What's Chase? Oh, he's not a Paw Patrol. Fan. Oh, is he one of the dogs? Oh, I don't know. I, I'm taking Tessa for a birthday party. Oh, you're going for mm -hmm. Kim Kardashian, aren't you? She, she in that? She's playing How a do poodle. You guys I don't know that. News to me? No, I found that out. 
How? Billboard. <laughs> of course. <laughs> this guy's a billboard magnet. All right. That's all I get. That, you have anything else? Uh, you That's it. There? Oh, okay. That is it. All right. Let's launch. Let's launch. Failure to launch is not going to be the, uh, the name of this episode because here I go. Ready? I watched a film it's called successful. No One Will Save You. No no One Will Save You. It's a streaming now on Hulu. Uh, everyone can watch it with or without commercials depending on your I thought plan. you were going to say everyone can suck it. <laughs> uh, everyone needs to settle down with this movie and this is my reason why. Uh, I was excited because Brian Duffield has a new movie. I wasn't excited to even have it on my also rants because of the straight to Hulu which uh, has me uh, concerned. Concerned. Uh, Brian Duffield uh, Dufield. Duffield? He's Duffield. very, very talented writer. He wrote uh, The Babysitter, which we saw, or I think earlier this year, maybe last year. Uh, and he's part of the Divergent series, oh, which did not really do a whole lot. Movie. But Brian, you're stepping all over the... And he also wrote and directed something called Love and Monsters and a movie that I absolutely love called mm. Spontaneous. So those are the two movies that he directed. Nice. Uh, love and Monsters and Spontaneous. If you recall my review of Love and Monsters, I, w- I just wanted like like a whole nother act or two. Like I could have, that movie could have been four hours long if it continued to go where he's just exploring and, and making his way through and coming across different kinds of monsters and slaying them along the way. It was just so fun and satisfying. Love and Monsters went down so goddamn smooth. Spontaneous, one of the um, the most like brutally explosive love stories you'll ever see that uh, made me cry and I was completely hooked in okay. uh, from the beginning. I love that movie. So I had big giant um, hopes yet they were very tempered because of the straight to Hulu and when everything was said and done, here's how I think no one will save you would have worked for me uh, better. Uh, if I had watched Signs right before. Of the M. Night Shyamalan film? You and I like Signs. Signs had a lot going for it. It was the flawed, but it's still good. part of Signs for me was the frustration because all this insane shit is going on outside their farmhouse and we don't get to see any of it because we're trapped inside with Joaquin and uh, Mel and Mel right and the kid the most we see is like they're in a uh, like a walking cupboard at one point like they're in a, a pantry and we see like the, the fingers yeah. come under and it's like I want more aliens you watch signs and then you delve right in and no one will save you oh you get your aliens they come early and they come often this is very very well shot it's very, very well acted, and it is, uh, at the end of the day, a bit of an experiment because of the lack of dialogue, which uh, our, our friend Rand pointed out. Uh, let me get up my notes here, because I didn't know I was going to be going so fast here. And then, give, me, give me one second. Here. Well, Phil. Oh, no, we'll save you. I took no notes. Okay, that's, that's good. Uh, I did watch this with my sister, so uh, instead of notes, I would, I would talk to her during, ah. during the movie. Well, that but, doesn't help, because she's not here. So Yeah, that's true. She is not here. Uh, Caitlin, uh, Caitlin Dever. Caitlin Devers. Right? Devers. Devers. Dever. Right? Dever. Caitlin Dever from uh, Booksmart, and uh, there's a number of other people in this as well. Um, it's got a. <laughs> Keep going. It's got a. Uh, we need to talk about Kevin vibe. So it opens up. Uh, we we learn that the uh, the town in which she lives in, which is a very small town, uh, they don't they don't care for her. Oh, we don't, we don't know why. She's persona non grata. Yes. Kind of like Huey Halloween. No, Hubie was just like everyone was a bully in that movie, and he's that a was nerd. Absurd. Yeah, it was absurd. Not not a good uh, comp at all, Brian. Thank Actually, you for that. Actually, kind of road rage right there. Thanks for derailing. Kind of road rage. I mean, because when he's on his bike, yeah, throw him. Sit he's not. On. He's not raging though. He's getting raged on. He's getting raged on. Yes. All right. So she he's is, on the road. She is marvelous. Caitlin Dever. Deaver? Deaver. 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 I thought it was Deavers. Is it Deaver? It, there's no S. She's remarkable. She has to be remarkable for this movie to work. She's uh, acting with her face. There's like, uh, like it was suggested. There is like a couple words uttered here and there. We see, we see a, a postal worker at one point celebrate and he mouths the word yes or something. Would you shut up? What, uh, do you have people delivering food to your house and that's honking your, out that's front? That's your car. They're trying to break in. Charlie's driving. I was breaking into my car. Believe me, Brian. <laughs> so, Why is no window open? Let the cool air in. Yeah. Very hot man. Fair. Very warm. Very man. hot kitchen. <laughs> it is a hot kitchen. I feel very comfortable. So I like this. Um, like he did with Love and Monsters and like he did with Spontaneous, effectively, there are two stories going on uh, simultaneously. And so there is definitely, you know, context, subtext. And he went pretty hard with this one. And I had a hard time buying that side of it. I think all that right. was my biggest disappointment. The movie is also incredibly dark. Um, so make sure you watch it at night with all the lights off. Oh, it's literally it'll, dark. To, it'll like, add to the creepiness, but there's a lot of like, what the fuck awesome moments in this movie. Uh, I think the biggest takeaway is like just a really, really good CGI. Uh, her performance is good, but ultimately like at the end of the year, uh, I'm going to be talking about bottoms and not this one, Rand. That I can tell you. I got to stop with this deck that I can tell you. I, I enjoy it. I'm leaning on it. I picked it up from Trump. I got I to gotta let go of that thing. 
That I can tell you. <laughs> Believe me. But yeah, uh, it's you know it's free on Hulu if you pay them like their their blood money each uh, each month. And uh, yeah, you can do worse. So if you missed, no one will save you. Stop missing it and uh, give it a shot. Unmiss but, it. Uh, I didn't. I didn't absolutely love it. I'm not over the moon. So it's a good October uh, movie, though. Your socks are on. Halloween season. Yeah, Halloween season. I would say that uh, a better Halloween season movie would be Malignant because those socks are across the room. That's true. Brian's too. Malignant was uh, eye opening. Brian enjoyed his Malignant quite a bit when we watched it last night. If uh, you uh, I have to add it to the list, then if you're at the ten dollar above level, you could have watched that with us last night. If that was not, a fun watch. I am not. Uh, you you have access. <laughs> Uh, it's always available uh, once you're at that level all the, the streams are available on YouTube um, you just check the old uh, Patreon and I, I post the actual file even, for you there even being aware as I was uh, of the spoiler I became uh, enraged that, that was, right was, before the movie so started right before the movie started I got so pissed why? Because I'm like, hey, what do you know about uh, this movie we're about to watch, Brian? Like, I was in the, like just about to do the 10 second countdown. Yeah. <clears throat> so we could all push play. <clears throat> and Brian's like, oh, you know what? Funny you should ask. I wasn't going to say anything, but um, I was listening to a podcast and a uh, guy let me know what happens uh, with a big twist, which is the whole reason why you watch this movie. That's not fair because there's a lot going on, even if you knew the twist. Yeah, but that, 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 yeah. that's key. The twist is enjoyment. key. It's one of those movies. Did he yeah. say what the twist was or just knowing there's a twist is enough? Uh, what you talking about me? He yes. was. He's still. Oh, I Brian cool. was. Brian was still discovering some things. Yeah, I, I knew okay. generally what it was, and so was I. I hadn't seen it in about a year, so like I had forgotten some key elements. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's what was. going on. And the on. way the twist plays out yeah. in that third act is, is pretty awesome. That's good filmmaking. I enjoyed that. It was one very good. James Wan crushing it. Jail cell. The jail cell. <laughs> there were some very very funny comments, as there always are from our uh, faithful. Uh, watch alongers. Uh, we were laughing throughout the night. It was a good. It was a good watch along, even though I was very under the weather, and uh, you had to carry the show. And it was our best one. You did a good show. Yeah, yeah I, I, I'd sign off on that. Thank you. Uh, can I go? I guess I just did a whole lot of talking. Well, let me let me uh, pick up where you left off. Give you a little bit of a break. Uh, I've uh, seen a movie. Oh, you know what? Where 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 can one stream this? I should. I should oh, I and I, should, I also want to say, no one will save you. I think other than the aliens, which kick ass, and there's plenty of them, all shapes and sizes. <laughs> Um, the house is, I meant to do some research on that house. It's the, the most house? idealized house I've ever seen in a movie. I think oh, really not only is the house like an old Victorian, you know, one of these houses in the country. Uh, and it's like, it's a character unto itself, Brian. And there are some stupid moments like that. It's like, she's got like bad shit happening in the house. Things stop happening in the house. Cause those things are like no longer alive. Mm. And instead of like going straight into town, she's like, ah, I think I'll hang out here. What mm. are you doing? And then they finally get her a car. The car doesn't start. But I mean, I'm like, this is where does, the bad stuff happens. She does lots of things that it's like, no, I w you would leave. Even if it means like putting on some sandals yeah. and walking into town. So the house is this beautiful, like semi Victorian home uh, on this, like it's just surrounded by a forest and drone shots will show you that there's like a giant meadow in between the house and this pond that is like on the property. It's like the most idealized house that you want to like go visit your grandparents at when you're a kid. Interesting. How, speaking of which, how are you as a real estate agent with house styles? I, I'm, I'm bad, but I'm not trained. What do you mean? Like, like what, right. the, what the different ones are? You like, identify like a tutor a Victorian. Yeah, exactly. And, eh, I mean, I took classes in uh, college on yeah. architecture. Architecture is like my third thing that I wanted to be. Really? Podcaster was not one of the Marine things. Marine biologist. Yeah. Filmmaker, uh, architect. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sucks. Oh. My wife still gives me shit that I didn't stick with the marine biology. <laughs> She's like, you could have been sharing scenes with Jason Momoa on Shark Week this, right. this year. And, then, and yet here we are. I said, what well, could have been, honey? I said, I wouldn't be with you, though. That I can tell you. Oh, I, that I can tell you. i got to fucking slow down. <laughs> All right, I'm going to take a breather. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I saw a film a few weeks ago that I've been sitting on, hoping Anderson would see it, and he has not. So let's talk about Lola. Lola is a 2023 film directed by Andrew Leggie, L-E-G-G-E. This is feature debut, starring Stephanie Martini, as Mars and Emma Appleton as Tom. I believe it's uh, Thomasina and um, Mar something, whatever. No, they're sisters, and they call each other Mars and Tom. It's kind of a two-hander. There's a love interest in there from one of them, but uh, I was attracted to this. You're going to find this hard to believe, Anderson. I was uh, browsing um, 
some uh, what like what streaming? What I have time 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 to kill? I want to watch a movie. I want to watch a, a movie that I haven't heard of or seen. And uh, this one was sitting at one hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Ryan's like, like say I, no more. Yeah, why? Well, I, I did some best gaming. Like, <laughs> Next what, com- second coming of Christ. I'm like, what is Lola? And it turns out you can rent it uh, for across many platforms for four bucks. Did you so get like, like the tinglys on the back of your neck when you saw that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there, there you was, hear angels. There was, there was motion uh, down below. Yeah. yeah. No, we don't have to get sexual. I'm not right. saying I popped the boner, but I'm saying. You just said that. There was some throbbing. Wait, who's in this? Lola Tong is in this? No. What? Didn't you say Tong is in this? No, there's a, a woman named Emma Appleton who plays Tom, and oh, then Tom. Stephanie Martini who plays Mars. Because I looked up Lola. I thought you said Tong, and I looked up Lola. There's a, the actress Lola Tong, which she shows no, up, the, which is the, coincidental. She's not, she not involved in this at all. 79 minutes this is brisk and it is black and white and it is a uh, period piece takes place uh, in the 1940s and it is also found footage so right there I've described what I would not be interested in normally like I don't want to see a black and white no this does not there's only one reason why you saw this and we all know what's that you know the altar the the, the great acting the altar told that, you that's true you gotta be there yeah. And I'm glad I did because I would categorize this under, we did it years ago. We should update it, by the way. Top five almost awesome movies. Mm. Movies that are good. They're even very good. They're not quite awesome. Like you can't give them that fifth star. They're just flawed in some way. But you like the movie and you're like, yeah, I can recommend this to people. It's a good movie. I want to love it, but it's almost awesome. And this is an almost awesome movie. It's uh, it's a um, time travel adjacent, I think I described it as. Time travel adjacent. Uh, so the basics are, I'll set up the story because it's brief, it's brief and brisk. It's 79 minutes. But these uh, sisters... They invent a machine that can pick up broadcasts for the future, mm. anywhere in the future. And uh, the one sister's like obsessed with David Bowie. Like, imagine how mind blowing that is for someone in 1941 or whatever year it is. Like, she's like, David Bowie's amazing. And uh, they start to, uh, there's a war breaking out. They're in the countryside in England in a very remote location. And there's a war breaking out. Uh, and uh, 1940? 41, whatever, whatever, whatever. Is uh, it like being historically accurate? Like I the mean, war, they, is it World War II that's breaking yes, out? Yeah. It already broke out three years earlier? Well, it's reached England. Oh, okay. If that makes sense, I'd right? say there's a war in the press. Okay. As in they're yeah. bombing England. Yeah, yeah, the the the, uh, the Blitz, the German Blitz and all that stuff. So it, I'm saying it's generally the 1940s because it, it covers a lot of ground and it changes history. This movie has a lot of liberties with uh, how alternate history go, mm. goes. So I'm not exactly sure when a lot of this stuff happened. Is Hitler black in it? He's in black That'd and white. That'd be sweet. He's in black and white. Hitler okay. does make an appearance. Oh, okay. And it is chilling. Is it? So chilling, you say. I'll get that in a second. Well, I don't know if you should. It sounds like you're kind of. I can't. Uh, I can't help here because I haven't seen it. I, I know. I'll briefly, look to my duty. I'm only setting up the plot. So these girls invent this machine. You're doing a good job. I want to see it now. Uh, these girls invent this machine that can uh, intercept broadcasts from the future, and they, you know, they're they're watching TV shows and they're yep. watching David Bowie, and uh, they start to they start to tune it and dial it, whatever, and they're getting. War, like well, they're intercepting like a war communication between the allies oh, and the Axis powers and help. whoever, yeah. and all of a sudden they're like, "Oh shit!" They're like, "There's going to be a huge attack on whatever," and they start to broadcast their own broadcast, you know, contemporaneously to like people who are living in the here and now, and they're preventing all these mass, you know, attacks, yeah. mass casualties, and they start to be known as like the angel of Brighton or wherever, you know, wherever they live, whatever it is. And uh, the military figures out where this is coming from in the middle of the country. And yeah. they, they go there and like, listen, you have a very powerful device. It could help us turn the tide of this war and uh, we use it. They commandeer it. And um, I'll stop there. I'll just say it works. Uh-huh. But sometimes when things work, uh, there's unintended consequences. And No free lunches, bro. The third act of this movie the first act is a bit of a mess. You're like, I don't know, why is this found footage? I, feel, I don't know why they feel like they have to do this. Second act, second act is like, all right, I'm on board. I, I see where this is going. The third act, 
this is a movie that sticks the landing. This is a movie where the without like that final third act, it's a three star movie. But with it, it's four bordering on five. It sounds like uh, it is awesome, and uh, you've sold it's, me. It's almost there. This. It's almost there. It's 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 a little independent. It's a little. That's okay. I know it is, but, but I'm saying it's a little rough around the edges, and that's okay too. It's just mm, almost there. But where it goes with alternate history and like careful what you wish for kind yeah. of stuff in the third act. The message. Fucking awesome. Yeah. Like it's chilling. You're like, so, uh, the war goes a very different way, let's say. Okay, all right. Like, stop, right, right, right. How about that? Yeah. Thought provoking? Thought provoking? Make you think? One of the characters, um, one of the characters is so intriguing because she, how do I put this? I can't use the word intriguing anymore because I, I think it was Bill Burr just said, don't you hate it when people say intriguing? I hate it. Oh. And that gets stuck in my head. And I'm like, I like the word intriguing, but now I'm going to. I'm intrigued. I know. I, I'm, you know what? Signing off. Intrigued is fine. Yeah. I just thought better word. Yeah, yeah. Because there's a character who sees things unraveling and spiraling out of control, but goes along with it. And it's like, That's, uh, what is this person's motivation? It's similar to uh, what happened over there in Ger- Germany. Yes, uh, imagine that extrapolated across uh, many more years. I do that all the time where I, I, I talk about it, I think, on this show. Like, if this movie were to have been shown to an audience from, like, the 40s or something, mm-hmm. they would lose their mind, the even though it's minds. admittedly, not, yeah. it's not a great movie. But, like, back in, like, if, so it is, we take things like that for granted. Yes. And that's kind of like playing with that idea, you know, like, uh, being able to see the future, like, but broadcast, almost yep. like they're, they're, they're echoing back, somehow getting ahead of time, yes. and they're getting them ahead of it, time. It's, yeah. This is a very good movie. I can't say it's great, but it's very good. Low bar, low entry, uh, 79 minutes. You can Lola. rent this. Lola. Lola. L-O-L-A. Uh, L-O-L-A. And you can rent this across multiple platforms. This is not a waste of your time. Uh, less than, God, less than 80 minutes. So dive in. Should it have been called Watch Lola Watch? <laughs> it's not bad. Should watch Lola Listen. Watch Lola Listen? Yeah. Uh, all right, let's take a quick breaker here and come back with uh, maybe the, one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen in a movie. We'll be discussed next. Oh, I'm excited. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hey, Matt, did you know that wombats poop cubes? Nope, never heard that before. Did you know the unicorn is the national animal of Scotland, Ken? I didn't know, nor do I care. Neil, did you know that Liechtenstein is the only doubly landlocked country in Europe? Jeff, isn't that an American pop artist? Well, actually, it's both. If you want to learn things like that and more, join us each week on Triviality, a pub trivia-style game show podcast where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Listen in each week to answer general knowledge trivia alongside exciting guests from around the world. And we're here too. Join us every Tuesday for new hour-long episodes of Triviality, plus tons of extra theme content on everything from The Office and Lord of the Rings to science and geography. And sometimes we even do sports. Find us on all your preferred podcast apps and take part in the fun of playing bar trivia without the need to wear pants. Real mature, Jeff. Forget it, Neil. It's Triviality. Yeah, we're back. I want to know what this disturbing uh, moment is. I assume you're talking about Metalocalypse. Nope, talking about oh. Cure, Brian. Okay. We're talking about Cure. Maybe we should talk about Cure. Which was assigned to us by listener TJ. Call him TJ, which... TJ. TJ, uh, I had... TJ's own. Why don't you set up Cure, and then I'll, I'll let you know about my fortunate... Um, my blessing in being able to talk to TJ about TJ Tut assigned us Cure, 1997 film written and directed by... Uh, hold on, I got this right. Kiyoshi Kurosawa. No relation to Akira Kurosawa. It is just a coincidence. 93% of Rotten Tomatoes. This is only streaming on uh, the Criterion channel, I guess, unless maybe there's a bootleg version out there. Um, 
Yeah, well, I want to know what you're talking to TJ. So TJ, uh, he's assigned as Weathering with You, which was the uh, Japan Japan animation. Uh, You hear me stumble there. Uh, As well as Your Name, which is the Japan (laughs) Japan anime. Uh, And uh, and now he's got us watching Cure, which has a a, a real cult following. And uh, TJ is well immersed in the uh, Japanese culture. And he's just a delight to talk to. All of our listeners are a delight to talk Indeed. to. But the way that I, I told at the end of our conversation, I told TJ that he would have made a very good uh, uh, film professor. Oh, really? I, I wished I, I had somebody like him. He's just very, very like even. So, so Cure. Is Ryan, TJ a film professor? He's not. Okay. No. And, and trying to. It's always because I'm the one who talks to the assigner, right? And if I hate a movie, it's, it's stressful that I'm going to have to talk to this person who paid good money to have us watch a movie that I absolutely sure. despise. If I'm too obtuse to, to understand a movie, I also have to have that embarrassing conversation with the listener. <laughs> hey, thank you for paying good money to have my dumbass and Brian's foolish butt watch a film. That's right. And uh, I, I don't think either one of us are really going to understand what just happened. And maybe you can help me. We're not the intended audience. I don't know if we are. Here's what TJ said. He said, yeah, I too had a hard time after watching it the first time, after like the third or fourth time. Oh my. And I'm like, how? He was motivated to watch it four times. How do you watch this the, movie? The this first much? time was a bit of a slog. All right, so you want to kind of explain what is happening I don't know if I can. Your... <laughs> All right, so... <laughs> Uh, I'm making broad strokes, even those are going to be wrong. You want to, <laughs> all right? So do do some broad strokes, all right? It's a town is not unlike, not that far in, uh, dissimilar to the Whaling, which we watched. Yeah, it, was, it had Whaling uh, uh, similarities. And but when this, I was talking to Chris Terry about uh, the Whaling a couple weeks ago, he actually cited Cure. He was like, "It's similar to Cure." There's definitely the Whaling was definitely um, inspired uh, to some extent by this movie Cure. Uh, Kurosawa also this Kurosawa. Uh, I, uh, he's made plenty of movies and he's a bit of a B filmmaker for sure. Most of his movies are straight to, or what are they called? Uh, v, V video. Uh, they go yeah, straight they, to video. Um, Kurosawa V cinema in Japan oh. is, is, is short for it's, it's straight to video. And he, he's known as, as that kind of filmmaker. However, there's like two or three that he's made that have a real cult following. Yeah. This one felt like a movie. I mean, it, it was cinematic. It was. Okay. So the storyline is this. disagree? Okay. <clears throat> The storyline is this: uh, there's a detective, right? And uh, there's a lot of similarities to Seven. He's got the city. He's got the he's got the wife over there. This is 1997, we should say as well. And um, there's a string of murders that are occurring, and uh, they can't quite understand what is it murders or deaths? Unexplained deaths. Unexplained deaths uh, with X's cut in the. That's the one defining. But other than the axe cut in the throat, they are finding the people that are responsible or whether it's for themselves. It opens up, we see uh, a man with a uh, lady of the night and uh, they're in like a seedy motel room and then he just takes a piece of like a metal bar off the, the wall and just bangs her over the head and kills her right there. And it's like, oh, okay, so this is violent right off the bat. And he's finding these perpetrators and their victims and the perpetrators often have no motive and no either no memory or like, yeah, I remember doing that, but I don't know why I did it. Yeah, and... That goes on for a, a seemingly very long time. And it's, it, that repeats itself. More grizzly than scene after the next. And that was the most entertaining part with the grizzly scenes. But then uh, it's like, okay, well, help us here, filmmaker. Mm. Help us tie this together. And then they, come, they run into this guy who they're... Uh, and there's also a, a, a psychologist or a psychiatrist who's good friends with the detective who's right. a part of the story. And they have that conversation at the beach. And um, they come across this one young fella named Mesmer. Mesmer, is that okay. his name? There's a couple names too with M's that I was yeah. getting confused because I'm also I was exceptionally ill when I watched this, which is not a good mind frame to be in. No. <laughs> which I apologize to TJ about. I'm like, I, I would have had a hard time accessing this if I was not ill. I'm in a brain fog, and this movie was so Mesmer. Um, he can't remember anything either. He's very uh, aloof, and uh, he's the man of mystery. Yeah, and and you know there's some kind of hypnosis going on, and you know that there's some almost like Manchurian Candidate possibly going on involving right. X's. But like the detective, like a man, he's a he's an investigator. He has no time for hypnosis, right? You know what I mean? Is like, but it starts creeping more and more. And then, it, so it turns out, Mesmer is the name of a very popular camera brand, which I should know, but okay. I could be Didn't getting that, that name wrong. There's, maybe it's the other name, but remember, there's a couple of M names going back. Um, ultimately, Minnesota? what's happening with this story, from what I understand, I should have talked to my buddy Bruce. 
Perky, who sent me an email. He's very excited to hear that we're going to watch this because he loves this movie, which I, I'm still trying to understand how. I think I think it's just a, a brightness thing. I think we're just not bright enough. I shouldn't speak for you, but Wait, don't speak for me. I I, I thought that this was a above average movie that I don't ever want to revisit. I didn't really enjoy it. Yeah, M- M- Memia. Memia is the uh, oh. Memia, is that the, or the, the autocorrect? There There's were a, a lot of names. Couple, so. yeah, a couple, at least two M's, I mean, and they're referring back and forth. Oh, uh, is it a woman with them? Oh, I see, yeah, it's one of them. It is a movie that you would need to watch a second time, I think, to, especially if you're dumb, hmm. uh, which I am. Uh, here's, here's my first note that I wrote, though, Brian. I tend not to just read my notes. I try not to, but I the first oh, thing I wrote was, fun. was, I think I hate this movie. That was the first <laughs> thing that I wrote. Uh, the first thing I wrote was that jaunty music playing over murder scenes. That was actually fun. That was before. I you know, thought that, that was where early. it was going to go. That was early. I thought it was going to be a snapping movie. Like, you know, we were going to be moving and popping. Um, then, then I also started getting really frustrated with these impossibly long master shots that were uncut. And they did it for uh, time restraints, I would, I would assume, as also money restraints. Mm-hmm. So this movie looked like a very melodramatic play. Many, many scenes. Uh, played out like a very like to the point where the camera barely moves it's like a five minute scene where all the actors are they have very uh, obvious blocking that has been pre-directed and they walk over like the detective will walk over and he's getting frustrated put his hand on the table and and, like right towards the camera too and put his head back like I'm so frustrated it's like am I watching a fucking play right now but then it started to pick up the movie does grind to a halt in the middle but then it starts to pick up Mm. and before the movie is over there is a a face that we see without skin. At least we begin to see that. Mm. Um, mur- callous murders are happening, and we know they're about to happen. And you, you're bracing yourself for what you know is about to happen because you know what one character just went through, and now they're set up to do this thing, which was somewhat interesting. And ultimately, it's that fucking monkey that will never leave my nightmares, Brian. The monkey. The ex-monkey, without giving anything more away, is one of the most haunting images I've ever seen in my entire life. And in talking to TJ, he thinks that it was maybe just put there for shock value and it didn't really even need to be in there for the full story. And maybe TJ, and TJ leaves all this open to interpretation. Mm -hmm. And I really liked TJ's take on it. And ultimately what TJ thinks it means is it's almost like a black mirror type showing everyone the worst of themselves through their own memories or repressed well, emotions or, or repressed desires. Okay, okay. Uh, That's interesting. I guess I've seen it four times to come up with that. And, you know, every time I see 2001, it's been a number of years, but I've probably seen that movie like seven, eight times, nine times. I always have, again, a different, a slightly different take on what it, what it means. So mm-hmm. it's one of those movies. I just don't have the patience to watch this one ever again, I don't think. For me, for me. The fucking monkey, though, Brian. Is it worth not- seeing for the monkey? I mean, if you want haunting images in your head, if you need to add to that, that my box is pretty full in my head. <laughs> it's I'm two hours long. It feels a lot longer. Kind of does. Yeah. Yeah. But this, for me, there's enough. For me, there's enough good stuff, like enough good stuff peppered in that I'll remember. You know what I mean? Like the the hypnosis stuff. Once it gets going, was interesting. I don't know. I'm grasping at straws here. Uh, it was interesting in how dumb I was, and I'm like, okay, but. The water, the flame. So, and I would think it was going to go one way. And there were misdirects, which I guess I appreciated. But 10 years from now, you ask me about Cure. I'm going to say, oh, there's a documentary about The Cure that I haven't seen. And then you'll say, no, that, that Japanese movie. And I'll oh, say, well, the, 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 oh, the, the one with the monkey? The one with the dog. They live out in the, in the middle. Confusing with the whaling. No, no, no. I'm not going to confuse this with the whaling, I don't think. Because mm. there's no monkey in the whaling. There's no monkey. But apparently a lot of this is based on stuff, too, with, uh, with animals and things that were done with animals trying to... Uh, get inside their their mind space and yes TJ I'm sorry we didn't love it as much as you it was a uh, goal. I, I got a lot more out of this than, than you did because I got to talk to TJ about it I, that's I true. like which was good and it was a very enlightening conversation can I say this low on the fun scale it is not fun no the, the wailing <laughs> is more fun than this oh yeah it's like we're the being punished. The whaling has like uh, like Keystone <laughs> Cops like a vibe. Like frat, frat falls yeah <laughs> Abbott and Costello cure uh, yeah, I, I didn't, I, I got off the hate wagon, but I did. That was the first note. I think I hate this movie. And that was one of those impossibly long takes that, uh, with the blocking was just too much for me. It was, it was too much, but now it makes sense when I'm hearing that it's a director who doesn't take himself too seriously. Yeah. This is a tough movie to access. Maybe we should watch it two or three more times for TJ. Watch along. 
No. We, we learned the hard way. You don't watch subtitled movies along. That seems that, yeah, that's challenging. It was a mistake when we watched Hosu. 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 House. House. Yeah, we watched a Japanese cult film called House last uh, last month. Watch along with subtitles. Tough. Mistake. Tough reading and hearing us talk. Yeah. <laughs> reading, enough, typing, talking. There was yeah. enough action. There, was, there wasn't. When, when stuff happens, stuff happened <laughs> with that house. All right. Oh, and did you talk to Ryan Regenbaugh? Oh, yeah. Ryan's one of the best. Ryan assigned us Metalocalypse, was- a 2006 series created for Adult Swim by Brendan Small and Tommy Blanca. Uh, this is, we were assigned the first two episodes. Yeah. I got news for you. Mm-hmm. I did a lecture credit. Oh, did you? I watched three. Ah, so did I. Three eps. I watched we the did. first three as well, yeah. So you watched them uh, record in the Mariana Stretch? Yes. That was the second one, wasn't it? I, have, I get yeah, it. That was confused. the second one. Um, yeah, Ryan, I'll let you know what Ryan uh, and why he assigned us this. Uh, Ryan assigned us Paris, Texas. Uh, then we also watched The Silent Partner for Ryan, which we both uh, liked yeah. quite a bit. Uh, and then um, Sorcerer for You, Drag Me to Hell for Me, which was nice. I watched and then, both. Uh, he had us watch Metalocalypse, the, the very light assignment of Metalocalypse, the first two episodes, um, as, a, as an apology for having us watch Stalker, if you recall, <laughs> which makes Cure seem like a fun romp. Yeah, Stalker was, uh, was heady. <laughs> very, very. Three uh, Russian men just... Uh, wandering. Wandering <laughs> through puddles. Through dreamlands. <laughs> dreamlands? Well, it's all, it's all in there. very uh, generous, Brian. <laughs> yeah. Dreamlands, I'm thinking of like toys, like, you know, like, like imaginary, uh, why not be real? What's that movie with, uh, what dreams may come? I'm thinking oh. like, you know, like paint oh, and God. color and uh, I saw the Chinese theater. Such a disappointment. Yeah. Oh boy. It's like a movie you've never seen before. It's with paint. Okay. So right, Ryan Regibald has his watch Metalocalypse. And what was his, uh, so it was, uh, it was a reprieve after, uh, signing us, uh, the, uh, aforementioned, Stalker. Stalker, thank yes. you. Kind of Which like also has me. a huge call following, and many listeners were very excited that our dumbasses were going to watch Stalker. I can only imagine the disappointment when they hear us yeah. just say, uh, you, I don't understand. Are you pre-disappointed now, listeners? You should be pre-disappointed. I mean, it should make you guys feel a little bit smarter, especially if you can access and like these movies. You're probably Wes Anderson fans, too. That makes sense. Oh, no. What am I alienating our, our... Look at me. Didn't he? He's got a new uh, one on Netflix, doesn't he? With oh, I can't wait. Benedict Cumbersnatch or whatever? Yeah, he's That's got a not his name. That's very rude. <laughs> uh, Wes Anderson's got a Netflix movie coming out. Yay. Yay. Let's see when that comes out. Ben no. Lockhams <laughs> is the story of Death Clock. Death Lock. I thought it was Death Clock. You'd be wrong. Uh, yeah, I thought it was Death Lock. I thought it was Death Clock. Oh, really? I, yeah. I think it's I Death read Clock. poorly, so. I thought it was Death Lock. It's K-L-O-K, isn't it? Death Clock. I thought. Uh, do you know you're you're familiar with that? Uh, yeah, I saw it way the whole like, thing way back in like college, probably ten years ago. All right, yeah, I saw a it's couple a early episodes. Yeah, that, okay, I I apologize. God, I'm an arrogant. Oh, uh, it's it's out <laughs> as you're, you're, as you're listening to this. You could turn this show off and Wait, go watch. It West just came out with Asteroid City though. This the wonderful story of Henry. Do you think these movies take a long time to make? Yeah. What, what you Anderson think these take a long time to make? No. Yeah, I think they do. The set design Please. alone probably takes Please. at least half a day. Uh, what is it called? <laughs> the Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar. Henry Sugar. Okay. And it is streaming as you listen to this. Are we going to gamble on that? Mm-hmm. His first uh, reinterpreted role doll work since Fantastic Mr. Fox. So you oh, might... Uh, maybe I'm in. Maybe I'll give it a in. shot. Love that, Mr. Fox. All right. We're talking Fantastic. about Death Clock, though. Yeah, Death, death Clock. God, death I'm clock. dumb. It's not Death Clock, it's Death Clock, you idiots. Fucking asshole. So, uh, okay. <laughs> did you enjoy uh, Metal Um, I I did. You did? I, I didn't oh, nice. love it to the point where like I'm <laughs> nice. going to watch the rest of them. But I, I mean, having... It was light lifting. A brief understanding of black metal and how mm-hmm. it works. And from our exposure to Lords of Chaos from just like a year and a half ago yeah. thanks to Tyler Mayer uh, had us watch that one and then I watched the documentary on the actual band that mm-hmm. led to that movie Lords of Chaos and I you know we're, we're somewhat familiar with the black metal right and to watch them I know the dramatized version yes to watch the uh, the fun that they're having with that mm-hmm. that genre in this cartoon sure there's some fun stuff do you know how we often say or sometimes say this wasn't made for us yeah I get the sense that this was not made this for us this was not made for me I, I had a real 
I, uh, I actually I had your reaction to Cure, which was I might hate this. This might be this might be the anti thing that I like. Let, let me tell you this: I watched the first two episodes last week, like the night after we did the show, to get ahead of it. You know, yeah. I'm always trying to get ahead. And then I felt bad because it had been a couple, like you know, many days. So and I was about to, to talk to Ryan. So I'm like, you know what? I'll. My mom was in town. <laughs> my sister was in town. I'm like, mom, sorry, uh, sister Ashley, sorry. I'm gonna have to watch, watch one of these episodes. I already watched it, so I watched the the first episode mm-hmm. again uh, with them in the room. They tried not to look at the screen because it's not made for them, definitely. Oh yeah. But I can tell you that wa- rewatching the first two episodes, I appreciated them more than I did the first time. Okay, maybe, I was maybe, laughing out maybe, loud. Maybe need to dive more I got in. the joke. A little the, bit better. Okay, speaking of joke, the entire the three episodes that I saw, maybe it evolves, maybe there's more, but the three episodes that I saw revolve around the same joke, which is this band is so extreme, it's hilarious that they're so extreme and their fans are so extreme, like like almost like um, who was the one where people showed up and were like, I hope this is the this is the one where he dies. G.G. Allen. Yeah, G.G. Oh, Allen-esque, uh, where people are showing up and like, I hope hope they kill me uh, when they do something extreme. Like the more extreme, better the joke. And then the flip side of that is the same joke in reverse, which is we see the band doing very mundane things or very sensitive things, you know what I mean? Like looking for a birthday cake or shopping at Walmart or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, they were doing very insensitive things in that supermarket. I understand. Like he retrieved the meat by bashing his head through the glass and then pulling out the uh, sausages. And the other uh, the other guy, what was his name? Pickles, was very excited mm-hmm. to hear that the, uh, the the lobsters are boiled alive. That made his day. And then, uh, uh, what's his fuck? Uh, Murder face. He, he just urinates into the olive trough in mm-hmm. front of an old lady. So, I mean, they're not that sense. You know, everyday stuff. Yeah, everyday yeah. stuff. Mundane, 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 mundane stuff. Mundane, run of the mill, inane. And also, uh, their leader, their leader, he said, uh, no booze. And like mm-hmm. the, the one guy just immediately just, just he, fills up he's got the lo- leaving Las Vegas cart going. <sighs> I had a hard time, yes. I don't think that it's fair for you to judge this series on three 11 you're, minute no, episodes. Because right, right. I, I know there's a story over. arc. I know that it goes all sorts of ways. I know Werner Herzog shows up like in season four for like nice. an eight episode arc. Playing himself. And I know that a movie just came out in July based on this series. And it's got John Hamm. It's got Mark Hamill. It's got. All right. Maybe I need to watch the movie. Who's the other person? Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's got the same vibes as like. A, it's, it's, it's very adult swim. It's yeah. very. I think you need to be young, stoned. Male or some combination to like, right. really enjoy this. Uh, I, don't Maybe, I don't know. This, this, I had a really hard time with this. Oh, I really? Mean, well, you not so hard that you continue. Oh, Malcolm McDowell. How do I bury the lead? Malcolm McDowell is like the third credited voice in the movie. Hmm. Right. Oh no, Cowan's got to watch this. Where do I find the time? I don't think that's the reason. Where do I find the time? I need more time. <laughs> I feel bad because. This is a loyal assigner, but I, I, I got to be honest, it didn't land for me. I love that uh, opening credit sequence, too. Mm-hmm. It got funnier every time I saw it. I never skipped the credits on that, on the opening title. No. There's he leaps off the motorcycle. And he's, he's got the, uh, he's driving his motorcycle and he's got like the, it's, it's a sidecar, but it's like two sidecars on each side with his bandmates in it. It's pretty good stuff. Yeah, then it expands. Yeah, there's five cars on this one. Whatever. Scott Ian shows up in, in it at uh, one point. Thundercat. Look mm-hmm. at that. All right. You're really, now, you're really selling it. Uh, this is um, this is a uh, now in the film vault zeitgeist. Uh, we are now more aware of this. I believe I watched one of these episodes while drunk, uh, maybe three years ago. That actually might help. I think a listener actually uh, didn't assign, but suggested that I watch. And, you know, you're really gonna like this, Anderson. And I do think that I watched. I, and I got a bit of a kick out of it. But yeah, I'm not gonna be like telling everyone they gotta run out and see this because it is for a specific audience. That audience loves this, right? I can it's, see that. It's 8.3 on IMDb. The series. Mm. So that sadly doesn't include me. All right. I mean, I wouldn't, I, this doesn't sing Brian. No, all. no, it's, I don't know. It, it was just the same uh, three episodes. Keep in mind. I only saw three. Well, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on with the government and keeping them alive. Yeah. And it is an alternate universe where I, Avery, you might not remember, but like the entire world is obsessed with this band, which is very funny because oh yeah 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 black metal is such a small yeah, fringe the biggest band in the world. But they're like take all the bands and all all pop culture ever and put them all into Metalocalypse, and that, that's like the stock market is plummeting because they're not releasing the new album. <laughs> <laughs> People like their their fans are killing themselves out in, out in front of the record stores because they just can't wait anymore. <laughs> and who's the who's the lead guy? What's his fucking name? 
uh, something Death, Death Lord or something. Uh, he just keeps like they've they've recorded like sixteen full length albums, but he's a perfectionist, so he just keeps erasing when they're finally done, and his band's getting all mad at him. That's uh, good stuff. There's there's definitely something there, but yeah, it's not made for you or I. Hey, um, you must have seen this. No? He already yeah. said that. Sorry. Sorry, I got I got very angry. I think I saw reruns in college mm-hmm. on Adult Swim. Wall high. Feels like the right time and place. Yeah. All right. Any more films to talk about? No, not today. Oh, uh, no one will save you. Is uh, solid. People will like it. However, it did let me down a little bit. Um, cure was very difficult. <laughs> cure was an effort. Cure, cure, stalker, and uh, the whaling are probably three of the least fun movies we've seen this mm. year. I think that's like oh, three uh, top five least fun movies. No, that'd be a downer. Yeah, we can do it though. Unfun I mean, films. Not for this year though. I mean, top five low on the fun scale. I think I already have my top three. Just, I think I might have stuttered them. I'm talking like all time. Like those are yeah. three of the least fun movies I've ever seen, which is fine. Wasn't a, oh, was it something pool or beanpole or whatever beanpole it was? Wasn't was that a, a fucking long, beanpole like, was tough. It was very funny though compared. It was a whole lot of fun. It was, it was a, a romp. It was a romp compared to those three that we decided. Stalker, Cure, and The Wailing. I don't know if I, Cure and Stalker for sure. There were dozens of boobies. In? Beanpole. There were some naked women. Oh, shower scene, right? Yeah, I don't really remember that. My favorite part was uh, some guy just very, because <laughs> it was Russia, right? It's tough. And uh, a streetcar runs over a woman. And you just hear like in the melee, like someone's like saying, what happened? And I guess beanpole is like a, a, just what you call a tall woman in, uh, in Russia. Yeah. And you just hear somebody very casually saying, oh, a streetcar ran over some beanpole. <laughs> that was funny. I laughed at his very casual callousness. dismissive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some beanpole got uh, smeared on the street. That uh, is enjoyable. <laughs> beanpole, not bad. Memorable. It was that. Wow, we've watched some unfun what, do, movies this did year. Did we watch that for the Oscars? No, we watched it for a listener. It was assigned. It was assigned. Let me give oh, credit where credit's due. Hey, it's great because Brian would never ever see these movies and no. I would miss a lot of them as well. So never. That's that's fun. Oh, you guys. Beanpole. Oh, it's fucking Nick Eats Cake, of course. Sorry, buddy. I'm sorry, Nick. We had a very nice conversation about uh, Beanpole beanpole. as well. He's going to have us watch Dogs Don't Wear Pants. Oh, I've heard about teeth. Based on true story. We're going to be watching that very soon. Um, All right. Let me assign you what the listeners are having us watch next. This might be a tough week. Let's do one movie because I got to watch. I was thinking more along the lines of three. I got to see The Creator and I got to see this fucking Wes Anderson. Oh. Uh, XTC, this is pop. Thanks to Jared Patrick. Yeah. So he'll be watching a rockumentary, Brian. Fuck yes. Brian loves his music docs. That's what he'll be watching. I'll let you know that the uh, the lead singer of XTC opens up this documentary talking about how much he hates music docs. Yeah. Wait, uh, do we have a link or something? It's only on YouTube. I should mention, okay. yeah. and the full thing is up on YouTube. And uh, Jared is Jared Patrick is having us watch XTC. This is of course they're the band known uh, primarily in the states for uh, Dear God, which I loved. They have a couple other uh, hits in there as well, which I wasn't aware of till watching this documentary. Uh, But yeah, it's definitely educational and lets you know more about XTC. You will probably appreciate it more than I did because you were in fifteen minutes low low barrier to entry. But it's uh, there you go. All right, who's that assigner? Jared Patrick. Has he assigned before? Yes, he has. Okay. He assigned us Out of the Past. Out of the Past oh, is the yeah. last one that he has assigned us. And uh, that is that. Exciting. Thank you very much, uh, everyone, for downloading. Out of the Past one. was that uh, that Mitchum movie, the, the classic. I was about to say Bogart, but it was Robert Mitchum. All right. Let's rock it. Thank you. Uh, both uh, Ryan Regenball and uh, DJ Tut for assigning us films. We appreciate you, even if you didn't love the movie. Uh, appreciate the effort. Appreciate the uh, contribution effort. of the show. It's not effort. Right? No, the effort to, uh, you know, uh, make a contribution, assign mm-hmm. us film. Mm-hmm. We're getting close to caught up, though, Brian. Ooh. Yeah. Exciting. And then we'll get back to uh, assigning each other a movie now and again. Uh-huh. At least once a month, I think. Maybe more. You'll Maybe be seeing Lola soon. What are you going to see Lola? No, I might see Lola on my own. That's it. That's a. Uh, I gotta see Rebel awesome. first. How about that? What's that? I gotta see Rebel first. Can do. Why Rebel? Oh, Christ. Do you really not remember the beginning of the show? I remember looking it up. AndersonRyan.com is the website where you can find information about Hank and her ponies. They are our feature artists this week. 
Thanks, Hank, and thanks to your ponies as well. Uh, AndersonBrian.com is the website. Anderson Brian is the Instagram. Anderson Brian is the TikTok, the Film Vault on Twitter and Facebook, and the Film Vault podcast on YouTube. Did you ever find the uh, scores favorite for uh, Gamelot? Oh, I did 51. I remembered it. In the middle of the night, I woke up and I'm like, ah, oh, 51 is what I said for Expandable 4. Oh, well, well, we can discuss oh, next episode. Oh, I haven't found anything. What? Oh. Bruh, I almost called you Bri Bri Avery. I haven't looked it up. It's mm-hmm. quite, oh, but do you know what our scores are? Our scores. No. Uh, well, it's quite easy to find. That's what I yell at Brian for all the time. It's like, <laughs> How am I supposed to remember what I guessed a week? Oh, I remember 51. I woke up in the middle of the night. That's true. Like, I just woke up. I'm like, 51. I was Don't we have the listener who keeps, uh, yeah, just check in yeah. with Cole. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of which, thanks, Mike. Yeah, like, I, I hid my uh, Atticus's uh, patch for his karate gi, and I, I, I couldn't I didn't hide it. I misplaced it. I couldn't remember where the fuck it was. And then I woke up in the middle of the night with an epiphany about that, too. I don't know if I'm using, I guess it's an epiphany. Realization, I'm like, put it underneath the rug to flatten it out. In the middle of the night, like wow. three in the morning. What there the hell? What chances of that? What's going on with my brain? Cleared out all the all the cobwebs, all the gunk. Something's happening. Like, I wake up in the middle of the night with these strange, all right. Gambling stats. We'll get around. This can be done off here. No, yeah, let's go. No, no, let's go. This, Talk this to is, Michael. This uh, is live. We'll come at you uh, very live. soon. Uh, next episode, uh, top five road rage, road rage. incidences oh, in film. We're going to hear about, I'd like to hear about actual road rage in real life. I, I mean, I had one coming back from a movie just last week, which I don't like to talk about, but it's embarrassing. Uh, the last stats we have is for a haunting mess. <laughs> a girl haunting almost mess. stopped in the middle of the freeway in front of me. That is like very, very late, late at night. Yeah, crazy person. Don't like it. I was angry. Thanks, uh, Michael, for I said you should not do that. Keeping it updated uh, for gambling. Eric Kath killing over on YouTube. Giovanni, have we got an email from Giovanni? I hope he's all right. Yeah, you know he sent me a text. I got the one. I got the one about. uh, He thought it was me doing the read, but it was sounded like. Yeah, yeah. He sent a couple emails. No, it was you doing the read. No, it was not. That was totally you. That was not me. That was not you. That was not me. It sounded just like me. Are you sure that wasn't you? Yes. It was during my era of love line. Giovanni has been finding like reads that I had done because that was part of my job back then when I was doing Loveline and I'd have to do like these 30 second reads maybe we'll play no I don't want to do that <laughs> we gotta play the Brian one though because that's definitely Brian it sounds, it sounds I thought like, it was it Brian like I really it thought it was Brian somebody who worked on Loveline mm-hmm. and read that for Loveline at the time that you were at Loveline but would it have been one of our affiliates no all the promos came from in house came so from me so it was the one produced yeah mm. that's you Brian I didn't I don't read- remember reading mine at all a lot of you shit never asked me to do any reads. You probably asked to do a read. Oh, stop it. You probably did. Can I do one now? <laughs> we'll drop one in. And of course, thanks, Mitch Burns. And until next time. We do it for Van Gogh. Let me-